clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, I just want you to know that my dog is asleep right now. Um, he's a six-month <laughs> Rottweiler puppy, as you know, um, and he is very much a puppy. Yeah, that's him making noises. So hopefully, folks, uh, you won't hear him. Uh, let's just hope he stays asleep. <laughs> I love that he's just grunting in yeah. the background. He's just grunting. That's just him moving from place to place. Welcome back to the University of Pleasure, folks. Hope everyone is doing well in these very trying times. Uh, we always like to uh, thank all those folks out there that are helping keep us safe. Um, there must be a blizzard in uh, Doc's hometown right now because she looks like she is dressed up for snow, which is interesting, seeing as it's only the middle of September. It is chilly here. It's chilly. <laughs> is it really chilly in, in, in your studio right now? Is it that chilly? It's chilly. It's just a it's a it's a comfort thing. It's chilly outside. You know, I'm I'm actually told though that beanies are kind of coming back in a new way, like mid nineties, like Doc Martens and some like rock t shirts and I mean <laughs> you would... just I love how old you just sounded. <laughs> I have been told that beanies and rock t shirts are coming back. <laughs> oh, little Grandpa Jeremiah jinkies. <laughs> You're just wearing like nineteen fifties dungarees and <laughs> dressed like a nineteen fifties uh, farmer. You know, it's fine. Well, hopefully, again, as we said. Everyone out there is doing well, and uh, you're trying to find a little bit of pleasure in these very trying times. Um, so we're going to give you a little bit, hopefully, of pleasure on this episode. And this kind of goes into, I would say, some past episodes that we've done. It kind of plugs into past episodes, which we'll get to in a moment. But first, let's give you the topic. How kinky do I need to be to get a date in this town? Is vanilla still a good flavor? read that like a high school freshman at a theater <laughs> camp audition <laughs> yes 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 it did kind of sound like that i uh do apologize <laughs> so i'd like to be clear though i did never go to theater camp uh, i was never uh i was never that guy okay just want to be clear about that just you waited until your 20s and went on cruise ships <laughs> we have talked in great detail about my cruise ship <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay, let's get back on topic here. The reasons it's not about me right now. Okay. Yeah. It'll be about you when you choose for it to be exactly. about you. Exactly. When I, I, when I need to swing the pendulum back to me. <laughs> we'll yeah. make 
Um, look, the reason I was saying earlier that I think this is tied into other episodes is because we did do, you know, online dating episodes. And I think this kind of goes into that a little bit. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, this is probably more of a, maybe a little bit more of an online phenomenon than like in person meeting people out and about at the park, there at the gym. Go. There you go. Well, I personally think the word kinky is used on a very broad spectrum <laughs> of things. So, and, I, and we did talk about this in other episodes, like, you know, when I first started in like the online dating world, you know, swiping right, swiping left, like it was there, like kinky really wasn't anything that people put in there. It was like, you know, oh, you know, I'm just looking to date somebody. Then it was like, it became, I'm non-binary something or other with the polyamorous on the side. And, you know, a lot of these things started coming into play and there was a lot of learning curves, which we did talk about in other episodes, which I think is a very important thing to, to know and understand. The kink thing, you know, I think a lot of people are really worried. Like, if they're not super, like, in their word, like, kinky, that they're going to struggle, which is what we're talking about today. Am I kind of clear on that? You are clear. Although, can I make a just quick clarification? Because, sure. you know, here at the University of Pleasure, we seek to educate. You use the term non-binary, and non-binary is a gender identification, not a sexual orientation or sexual yes. interest. Yes, I just meant like there were new terminologies that were being put into the world. Yeah, people people of... were maybe describing themselves with a greater variety of language around yes. like their identity. Yes, and that's why it's yes, absolutely, yeah. and that's why it's important yeah. to so learn those I, things. Yeah, I just like to clarify that because a lot of times people misunderstand gender like variance or like diversity and gender identity to be like a sexual thing. So I always like to be super clear about that. Anyway, I appreciate that, Doc. I appreciate the clarity, and I appreciate you. Thank you. But but yes, <laughs> really, I think what you're talking about is this sort of newer dialogue that has maybe been going on that I've been having just personally with clients, right, with people like <laughs> this just interesting shift in pendulum swing and dialogue around dating, um, particularly on online dating, about people suddenly feeling much more concerned that they're not kinky enough. Right. Which is which is fascinating. Right. Because you think kind of historically there's been a lot more sort of, um, you know, negativity around sexual interests that were a little different or seen as outside of the box. And there was like much more pathologizing and like negativity around that. Like it wasn't OK to be these things. And now there's this like pendulum swing, it seems for some people, and, and I would honestly say this is probably more geographical, right? Like, I would imagine that this is maybe more if you're dating in bigger cities or, you know, just more highly populated what areas. What are you saying? The people in Nebraska can't be super kinky? Uh, no, they absolutely can be super kinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more, I'm saying that, like, you know, it might depend a little bit where you're at geographically gotcha, if you're seeing gotcha, this gotcha, show okay. up on their dating apps. But, like, you know, in sort of, like, a bigger city setting like where I live, people that are dating might often seem people put up – and not just the word kinky, but, like, specific kinks, right? Or, like, acronyms for kinks or, like, all sorts of things that are, like, here's a list of a bunch of different, like, sexual identities or preferences or things that I might, you know, sort of be interested in, which is great. I am for it, right? Like, I am for, like, sexual diversity and people being open about what they're interested in. I think, though, this interesting, like, reactive phenomenon has started to happen in which in that – 
especially as people maybe try to catch up a little bit on understanding what some of this terminology might mean or having kind of a more nuanced understanding of it, people are sort of, some people are sort of starting to get fearful that like they're not kinky enough. Like if they're kind of quote unquote vanilla, that people just won't want to date them, right? That they're not sexually appealing anymore. And so that's this really new, interesting dialogue that's sort of starting to happen. Well, give us a little, you know, give us some thoughts on that. I mean, do you think, I mean, I, I mean, we always talk about communication here and that's key in communicating. I mean, I don't think that somebody who might like a little extra kink, you know, or somebody who is, you know, more vanilla can't find a nice balance together. Yeah, I mean, well, and I think that you're talking a little bit more about, like, how to navigate that. I think absolutely. And we will talk more about that further along in the episode. But before we get too far, Jeremiah, I think that we should just start at basics around, like, what does even the word kink mean? All right. Well, clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. So could we please just get <laughs> Let's let's get on to it. Well, be patient, right? I'm <laughs> no, like, it's not that I'm impatient. I'm just clearly steering in the wrong direction. I was like at the ship. I was like at the at the front of the ship, and I'm like, you were like, okay. <laughs> well, it's just more of a like, let's pause, right? Because I think part of the issue, right, is with this dynamic, and part of the miscommunication that happens is because people are often maybe on different pages about like what that term even means right All right so let's so start with the term and the phraseologies thank you yes um, <laughs> so really when people use i mean and kink the reality is is that kinky can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people and that's sort of the basic point but historically kink really meant you know and was sort of understood to be a term that meant people or or sexual interests that were just seen as sort of outside of the box right that were seen as maybe atypical or things that you know kind of weren't um culturally accepted as normal but with you know sort of research in recent years right like the more and more people have like looked into like like what's interesting is kinky was often seen as abnormal right like if something was kinky it was abnormal but Really, when we look at research, a lot of the stuff that people think of as quote unquote kinky might actually be quite normative sexual behavior. Like a good example of that would maybe be like light bondage or spanking or right, like things like that, that some people might be like, well, I'm into some kinky stuff, right? In reality, they're maybe using kinky in this sort of older model of like, it's a little bit out there. But honestly, if you look at sort of statistics of what people are interested in, what they're doing, nah, this stuff is you know, kind of run of the mill for a lot of, run of the people. Mill. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, if you were to talk about 1950s or something like that, well, clearly the age that I came from or <laughs> based on my fashion sense, you know, as you were commenting earlier, thanks so much. I'm not insecure about it now, Doc. But the point <laughs> is that, you know, back then kinky could mean like doggy style, you know, anything outside of missionary. But now, you know, I think it's, you know, much more broad spectrum, would you say? Like with like forward thinking, you yeah. know, sexual positivity culture out there. Yeah. I mean, I think that like the shift in language is also like with more and more people like self-identifying as kinky or describing their interests as kinky. Like, I think that that is really probably a trend, frankly, in a positive direction that comes from a culture of 
you know, a lot of people trying to practice more sexual positivity and more sexual acceptance around variants and interests, which again, I am for, I think it's great, but that doesn't mean it still doesn't cause confusion <laughs> for people at times. Um, and you know, I, as much as I don't want to go, cause I know that I've done, I think I maybe did it one other time, a, like 50 shades of gray, like sort of <laughs> <laughs> rabbit hole. There has been, right, that 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 book, right, and then the movies, Fifty Shades of Grey, sold, like, what, over 125 million copies worldwide? Oh, yeah, three movies the, or two movies. And... Yeah, those movies grossed over a billion uh, worldwide, which is crazy to me because I've seen sexier Lifetime movies. Yeah, so, agreed. like, I don't, I don't really understand why that was. Oh, there's so much great erotic fiction out there. But for whatever reason, that was sort of a right place, right time phenomenon. And what that book, you know helped along right was seeing certain type like certain types of sexual interests that maybe some might describe as kinky in 50 shades of gray it was more bdsm style interests by the way kink is more of an umbrella term right so bdsm would be like a type of kink does that make sense of course it does. Sure, sure also there's plenty just i mean we don't need to go deep into bdsm today but there's tons of variety in terms of what bdsm might mean to different people and yada 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 but um you know with that with that book, it created sort of this like accessibility, like it made it like this kind of like, oh, you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey? I'm reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And it sort of created this, you know, pulse of like, it's like kind of normal to read this and it normalized it and pop popularized it in a way that, you know, whether you like the books or not, was probably helpful to people being a little bit more sort of um, willing to accept like and be vocal about like kinky interests or kind of embrace those so kind of like uh magic mike opening everybody up to the world of the male erotica dance scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i want to be clear i never saw the movie i just heard good things so <laughs> yeah i mean i think basically like media right can start to sh like media shapes like what we see as normative right or what we see as acceptable right, right? and 50 shades of gray was an enormous a, enormous piece of sort of media whether you know it, it was, was a, it was a global phenomenon it, it was. was a global phenomenon and now i want to be super clear i am not saying that 50 shades of gray like created bdsm or kink no that stuff has been around much longer with very well organized communities yes. that have been doing you know lots of advocacy for sexual rights and things around that things for a very long time yes so i would just also like to be super specific and clear that i am not saying 50 shades of gray was like and 50 shades of gray happened and then made everything okay <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not what i'm talking about i always appreciate you being very clear for our audience so <laughs> <laughs> but 50 streets of great did popularize in many ways and normalize and made like dialogue and verbiage maybe more accessible or more sort of talked about because you know people are reading this book and then they're chatting with their friends about their book and they're like oh well i mean it is kind of hot or they're like oh it's silly but you know i read all three books so clearly <laughs> <laughs> there was something erotic and interesting to people about it and i think that that in a certain way normalized it in a way that made people feel maybe a little more comfortable or willing to talk about it and again, there's lots of other variables that have gone into that as, as well as like lots of advocacy around sexual positivity. But that being said, that means that people are more willing 
in many ways to be more open and more assertive about like sexual preferences, interests and diversity in those interests. But again, this is still all relatively new stuff for our culture, right? Which means that sometimes people really aren't speaking the same language, right? So one person might say that they're kind of kinky and literally mean like, you know, I like some light bondage and being spanked, right? But somebody might read that and think something much more significant, right? They might think Fifty Shades of Grey. They might think somebody wants to be like tied up or like sadism or masochism on more of the extreme end of a spectrum. You know what I mean? Sure, so yeah. I think part of what happens is often that, you know, people maybe throw that terminology out there and then other people read it. And especially if there may be people that aren't as like familiar with some of that terminology, they might, you know, kind of freak out a little bit or start right. to worry. Or, or we could go back to the dark ages like 10 years ago where people didn't tell you things. And then you happen to be someone like me and you're getting with somebody and all of a sudden you get slapped in the face and then hit with a paddle because nobody told you ahead of time that they were into the kink so i think this yeah. growth is great because that paddle let me tell you something when you're not expecting it and you're <laughs> not prepped that that it was shocking yes no there should always be consent yes. in sexual scenarios regardless if it's a little vanilla, a little kinky, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, consent's important. That's what we always talk about here. And I just, you know, we were in this situation, and I didn't know she was into that stuff. And all of a sudden, I got whapped and was like, what's happening? What's happening? And yet, had she said that, like, in her profile, I, I might have been able to, you know, like, I'm into paddle spanking guys and slapping them in the face. I, I might have been able to navigate it, you know, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's like, so like I said, I think it's That's like a true a story, by the way. Yeah, I do not doubt that. Um, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I do think that kind of what you're talking about, like, I think it's a, I really mean it. I think it's a positive piece where people are trying to be more open about things. I think it's just like a positive piece. It's a bit of a growing pain, right? Uh -huh. Because we're in this space of like, a lot of this language may be being still new to some people about what it means. And that includes people that might be putting it on their own profile, right? Somebody might, okay, like I had a friend who was dating and she was talking about how um, there was some person that she really liked and they put dominant on their profile, right? And she made a bunch of assumptions about what that meant because she had been a little bit more versed in like a, I would say a true like sort of BDSM scene where to her that meant something very specific right and then when she chatted more with this person about it it just meant that they liked topping more and you know felt right. like they were assertive and direct in conversations right, 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 right. Yep. right and she was having much more extreme sort of visualizations about what that means like oh, there's completely sure. a different there's a difference between like i'm sort of a dominant personality i'm the person in a room that you know likes to have control of a room versus like I want a 24 seven, like the extreme end of that. And like, you know, BDSM could be someone that's like, I'm a dominant that's wants to 24 seven live in submissive, you know, that caters to my needs. And that's a fun thing for all, which PS, both of those iterations are totally fine. It's really more and can be great and can be healthy. It's more about though, if people are just throwing out phrases like I'm submissive or I'm dominant or I'm kinky, they, they carry this level of vagueness, right? And if people don't have conversations about the nuance in that, they can start to make some pretty big assumptions. Also, on a profile, people can maybe be dra like drastically 
like misrepresenting <laughs> oh, yes. what it is that they're interested in. Oh yes, because if you don't know the, uh, you know, if you really don't understand what it is, you know, you're using terminology wise, and I mean, you know, you could be putting things out there where people kind of look at it and go, oh. You know, people who kind of do understand that terminology might be like, wait a second, uh, that sounds really hardcore, like your friend or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Or or they might be really like expecting that. They're right. like, hey, what a good fit. I'm yeah. also into that. And then you're like, oh, I was just thinking that we were going to do some light nipple pinching. And someone's <laughs> like, you know, oh, whoops, I brought out a lot more tools. <laughs> I just love how you said like light nipple pinching. <laughs> I don't know why that made me giggle. The twelve-year-old inside of me just went, "She's oh, a nipple." <laughs> Sorry, I, no. we're professionals here. I apologize. I can keep it I'm together. A I'm a professional. You are here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Touche. Touche, Doc. Please um, continue. Yeah. No. So I mean, it's really more from either end, right? Whether that's the person that's putting it on their profile, the person interpreting it, right? basically because of sort of there's so much nuance, right? Like I think the main point of most of this is that there's a lot of nuance in that terminology. And if you're somebody that's putting it on your profile, you know, thinking about like, okay, this is nuance that I'm probably going to have to explain or check out with people. Or if you're someone reading it going, I should check out what that terminology means to them because, you know, as we all know, assuming can be dangerous, but but I think uh, kind of, uh, and I know we might take a break here in a moment, but what it also can do is it starts to, for some people, create a complex that they're just never going to fit in sexually if they don't like some of these things, which right. again, to me, is a super interesting pendulum swing. Which I think is a perfect place for a segue wait, here, Doc, wait, because- Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to <laughs> God. Have more. <laughs> I, can't. I swear our audience is like, this is an ongoing thing they do. This they must think they're <laughs> hilarious. Like, no, she really does stop me in the middle of the transition. <laughs> because I you, I have more. <laughs> give, give, me, just, give us more. Okay. Sorry, you're so aggressive about it, but okay. Stop <gasps> being aggressive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, no, I just wanted to like no. just tighten that up a little, right? Around like what to do, right? Because I'm talking about this just being a growing pains in communication over ultimately what I think is a really good thing, right? But as people learn more and more about maybe what some of these term this terminology means, or even learn a little bit more about maybe what kind of questions to ask, like what can you do, right? Like how can you try to navigate this gap that might be occurring? I do think being really like like, let's say you're the person with the profile, right? And you're putting some stuff out there. You know, think about what terminology you're using and also, like, do a little research on it. <laughs> like, there you, well, that's what I was going to say. I would say go to the Google machine yeah, and start but, putting in these things, terminology, what they really mean. Yeah, you know, but look be, at multiple websites. Yeah. Try to look at .orgs, right? Like, not yeah. just, like, Joe Bob's sex info, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's a place. Check it. <laughs> Check it out with like there's lots of sexual health institutions, lots of really great places of education, right? To Joe Bob's learn. sounds like a place that I would go to get all the information. <laughs> it is, and that has become absurdly clear in the recording of this podcast. Where does Jeremiah go to get all of his information? Oh, I go to Joe Bob's sex information. <laughs> anyway. Yes, um, but no, I so agree with you. I totally agree. Look things up. 
do do research before you put it out there so you really know you know where the terminology came from if it's really right. in depth in a community are there varying degrees of that if it is something you say you know i'm into bdsm but you're not really into hardcore bdsm you might want to say i'm somebody who's into light bdsm and then put in parentheses like light hair pulling and butt slapping like that that's it you know right. like well and if you don't want to get that specific maybe just leave it off and have actual conversations with people, right? Because I think... I mean, I guess you can do that too. You could also do that, <laughs> right? If you don't want to be putting all of the sexual interests that you have on your profile on Tinder where someone from work might see it, <laughs> maybe you can also just, you know, if you're vague about what it might... And some people are also, side note, just still figuring things out. They don't know what they're into, and that is also totally okay, you don't need to know exactly what you're into. This is a separate conversation we can have on a different day. All right. But people often are very like, people ask me what I like and I don't know. And then I freak out and I think I'm a terrible sexual partner. It is okay to not know and just say, I don't know. I'm figuring it out. And then try some stuff and find out what you like. There but it is. if you're just figuring it out or just for whatever reason, leave it blank. And then when you start a conversation with somebody, then you can ask about interest. Then you can maybe talk about some things and start to figure out that compatibility a little bit more. But the other thing I would say is also just be aware of the space that you're putting your profile in, right? Like if you are somebody that has maybe more specific interests that are a little less typical, right? Like something that is more on the extreme end of a spectrum, right? Because a lot of these things are spectrums, right? If you're somebody that likes some pretty specific stuff and you're aware that maybe it's not something that you know a high majority of people might be interested in then really be thoughtful like then maybe if you just throw that out on tinder you might not get as many catches as you would if you went somewhere like fetlife right or somebody right. that's more or like a, a dating site that's more specifically designed to cater to more communities that are engaging in more like kink like high kink you know, BDSM sort of behaviors. And so that's also just like, you know, making better use of your time. Right. <laughs> right. You so have... do some research is yeah. what the doc is saying. And look, nobody hates homework more than me. Nobody. Right. Clearly. Yeah. I just, However, think that there, I just think that there are lots of really amazing kink aware spaces, like people that are you. So you don't have to do as much of that legwork if you find the right community and the right space to do that in. Well, maybe we'll now try I'm... to go find some of those uh, things and put them up on our website so people can just kind of go to these places that we know at the University of Pleasure uh, are giving good information. So we'll try to put some of those on our website and then yeah. you can go there and look things up. And if you're really somebody who is more on the vanilla spectrum, we're going to be talking about that. When we come back, I didn't push anything, Doc. I'm waiting to see if you're going to interrupt me one more time. Nope. I'm just ready. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back. And we're back for part two. Uninterrupted by the Doc. Is vanilla still a good flavor well i'm not gonna lie even though i have uh severe problems with lactose issues <laughs> vanilla is still always my favorite ice cream so there you have it folks well, there done. you have it what more <laughs> needs to be explained i think vanilla is yeah. great here's the thing 
I still like vanilla stuff, even though I'm a little more progressive in the bedroom. And, you know, I don't think the people that have these other kink issues would all of a sudden go like, you know, you're, you're, you're not hip enough to uh, have fun with. I don't think that's a thing. Do you, I mean, is it a thing? I mean, maybe it's a thing. I, mean, Any, I, I guess anything's I really a thing. I don't necessarily think it's a thing, although I will say also maybe not kink issues, <laughs> kink interests. <laughs> did I say issues? You did. They felt very aggressive, Jeremiah. Gosh. <laughs> that have kink interests. I know what you meant, Jeremiah. I'm Thank giving you, you the benefit of the doubt, but I will Thank correct you. that on air. <laughs> on air. On air. For everyone I, to hear. For everyone to see. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Can always count on you for being discreet. You are welcome. Public shaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, it's not so, a yeah, thing. No, I think that, like, I think the basic point of most of this is I think people are often much more flexible than we sometimes worry or fear that they are. And and this dialogue around, like, is vanilla still a good flavor, right? Like, is really more this kind of, like I said, this pendulum swing where I have more and more people talking to me about, like, I don't know, I just kind of, I kind of, like, you know, the old hits, right? Like, you know, <laughs> intercourse, fingering, hand jobs, oral sex, you know, like, I don't really know that I want any, like that I need anything or feel a strong urge for anything particularly special or unique in that and worrying that other people won't find them as like appealing sexual partners because of that, which is again, a really fascinating pendulum sw uh, swing from where things used to be. Right. 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 Um, and so as always, I think the pendulum will find a nice middle ground. Yeah. I mean, I think it will. I mean, you know, look, we're in a new digital age. We're in this amazing world, you know, so it's it's going to swing hard to a place where it's going to be like, you know, all this kind of wild, crazy, progressive stuff. And it'll eventually kind of settle, I think, kind of more in a place of balance. You know, a lot of people have been a long time waiting to be able to kind of come out into the world and be like, these are things I dig. And, and it's more... We live in a it's world now we can say these things and, and, and express yeah. these things. And, you know, but that doesn't all of a sudden mean that loving the classics and, you know, not needing, you know, to be tied up and whipped and, and all these things, which, by the way, is all great. And, you know, I'm not making fun of anybody in that aspect. Just because you're not into those things doesn't all of a sudden negate the joys of being, you know, the, the doing the classics, enjoying the vanilla aspect of it. Yeah, we have, and you know, I know I've talked about it ad nauseum and probably will continue in this podcast because it's one of our weaknesses as human beings. We tend to give very black and white about things, very all yeah. or nothing, right? Yeah. Like for kinky things or for things that are a little bit outside of what we've seen culturally as like acceptable or normative in the past to now be good or healthy or celebrated, that means that the other stuff now must be bad, right? Like we have this tendency to be like, oh, hey, we kind of struggle to be like, hey, look, now all of this other like sexual diversity of like interests and expressions and all this stuff can be really good. Like we really struggle to be like, and that can just be good. And it doesn't have to, like you said, negate all the other, this other stuff. stuff. Yeah, just because but it's all we, new. The, the new stuff does not all of a sudden make old right. stuff bad. We, but we have a tendency as humans to do that about a lot of things. And so, you know, it's sort of like, if you're kinky, great, that's awesome. Do it, get after it. But it's also like, and if you're kind of vanilla and kind of like maybe more stuff that's seen as more kind of standard kind of stuff, that's also great. No one's doing it better than anyone else. 
no one's right. No That's one's right. Wrong. That's right. Everyone just gets to be what they are. And the hope is that, you know, people communicate and talk and find people that they're compatible with to do those things in like a healthy, sustainable way. That's right. I mean, you know, it's sort of like, I know I, I talk a lot. You're talking about ice cream, right? Like some people like vanilla, but some people like bacon pineapple, you know, like that's just. Hey, every, uh, that's why I say everyone to their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I may, just for the people that are a little more concerned about it, right? Like they're, cons the reason that I bring it up is a lot of times um, vanilla has sort of also gotten this like, I mean, it, it's true in ice cream as well, right? Vanilla has gotten sort of this reputation of being boring, right? Like that if you are like, quote unquote, vanilla, that must mean you're boring in bed right 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 and that's what people are when people are bringing not it true. up it's just false yeah i mean that's what people are though often worried about they fear that if they're in they're not interested in something really specific or they don't have a specific kink side note that's why sometimes people might feel pressure to put things on a dating profile that they don't really know much about because they're like i want to i want people to date me so i want to seem sexually interesting and erotic and I'm worried that I'm not enough. And then so people throw stuff out there that's not maybe even, <laughs> they don't even really know what it means or it's maybe a very subtle version of it. And so it just creates a lot of miscommunication. I mean, which is why, you know, people need to really be checking it out. But for those people that are a little bit more concerned about them, I'd like to talk about just a few things to consider and to think about. Please. May, may I? I think you, Jeremiah. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> that was so inauthentic. <laughs> um, um, the first thing being that, you know, if you're out there and you're on, on dating apps and you're seeing some stuff, you might be getting a bit of like a exaggerated view, right, of like what people are looking for in terms of kink just because of some of the stuff we talked about. Like some people might be misusing certain terminology or overusing it or you in your own mind might be exaggerating what that actually means to that person so because a lot of times there are things that people are doing that they don't even realize they're like yeah oh it's just you know I don't know light spanking yeah I like that too right I don't consider that kinky but you consider that kinky oh okay Sweet. you know it's just yeah, there's a, probably a lot more overlap often than people realize, which is why, again, you need to check things out with people and try to be clear. Um, but the other thing is uh, just be, you know, if you find somebody that does have like some kink interests that you're, you know, maybe not into, that doesn't necessarily like when I say like people often underestimate how flexible people are willing to be. Like, just because someone likes something doesn't mean that they have to have it. Now, it may be really important to a person. Like, somebody might be like, nope, I need a partner that can fulfill this particular sexual interest. And then there are lots of other people that are like, I don't know, you're pretty rad. And, like, I like that thing. It's fun, but it's not a deal breaker for me. Or maybe we can just engage in that in more of, like, a fantasy way. We don't have to actually do it, right? Like, we can talk about you, like, tying me up in really specific ways we don't actually have to have you tie me up or do you know what i mean that yeah i totally do and the fact that you said totally rad or i think you're rad uh i think it's so <laughs> great and it just goes so perfectly with your beanie right now like if you just had like a bmx bike and some like re reebok pumps like i'd be like oh perfection. you are describing you're describing my adolescence <laughs> <laughs> no but i totally understand what you're saying so please continue and yeah, i'm sure I our mean, listeners do as well I think it's just really more that this idea that like people have 
a lot more flexibility you think. And I think sometimes we struggle to give other people the benefit of the doubt because we get really stuck in our own insecurities or our own fears. We assume rejection before rejections even happen. Absolutely. So we don't put ourselves out there and say like, Hey, here I am. You know, I hear you saying that you're interested in this thing and I don't know that I am, but how specific of a need is that for you? And for some people, it might be. And for those people, I'd say, like, be firm about that because you don't want to end up with a partner where you're going to have to give up something super important to you. Exactly. Right. But for a a lot of people, they might be like, oh, I don't know. That's not a deal breaker because, like I said, you're pretty rad. And, you know, I'd rather have a partner that has A, B, C and D qualities like you have, you know, and give up this other thing. I mean, that's always a relationship. You're always it's a give and a take. And you're always giving up a little of something to get more of something else that benefits you. And people often are looking at this stuff and I understand why because it's stressful <laughs> dating is stressful it is very stressful it can be fun but it is stressful I mean, even in the aspect of fun it can still be very stressful because you know you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there nobody likes to be rejected but like as we always say here at the university of pleasure you know you gotta put yourself out when you put yourself out it might go wrong you'll get over it it'll be okay so keep on rolling try to keep the stress level yeah. down try to enjoy the fact that you're out and you know the world and given the old college try to the dating scene. Am I going off on a tangent? You, You're giving I mean, me a look. It, no, it was just, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not mean, no. I did not mean to uh, interrupt your thought with my word salad. Continue. <laughs> no, it's all good. But I, I, I do think that, it is about this idea of like you get zero percent of what you don't ask for. That's exactly right. Right. That's what and I was saying in my word salad. Yeah. And so the more you just try and see what someone's open to, right, in either direction. Hey, I have this specific interest. Could you be open to trying it? Or hey, I don't have that interest. Are you open <laughs> to maybe, right? You know, like from either direction, I think it's important to advocate for what you want and what you need. And a lot more times, people are much more flexible or willing to try things than you think. Um, the other thing that I think is super important is that vanilla does not need to equal boring, right? I mean, we have spent so many podcasts <laughs> talking about things that many people would describe as quite vanilla. Side note, just so people really know what that term vanilla means, vanilla really means things that are seen as more, you know, culturally normative around like, like I think I said earlier, intercourse, penetration, oral sex, fingering, right? Like more yeah. like probably tradition, specific. more more what we understand to be traditional. Yeah. Um. Although side note. That is also what is vanilla is uh, historically relative, right? Like not that many years ago in our history, vibrators would have been seen as pretty kinky and now they're pretty vanilla, right? right? So like what is also vanilla is changing constantly all the time as we evolve as a sexual culture. Anyway. I think note. that was like a side note on a side note. You were like side note and then it was another side note. So it was like side note to side note. But I, I, mean, I but it all made sense. Yeah, I mean, that's. That would be the standard way that I speak all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just a series. Like if I was writing a book. On a side note, this is the way I speak all the time. (laughs) If I was, if I was writing a book, it would be one paragraph and then the rest of the page would be footnotes. (laughs) Just like real quick. But one more thing. But one more thing. And one more. But plus Um, two. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, vanilla doesn't need to equal boring, right? Like we Uh, have spent. A ton of podcasts talking about different and will continue to spend about to like 
ways that are hopefully accessible to a lot of people about ways to make your sexual life have more variety and have more passion and more excitement. And, you know, I think that there are lots of ways even within, you know, quote unquote, vanilla sexual behaviors to keep having a really good, fun, great sexual life. And again, people that are kinky can also be having awesome, great, fun sexual lives, right? Of course. There's no, you know, I think what's important to say here in my humble opinion is that it's whatever floats your boat. There's no right answer. And there's no wrong answer. Everything, as the doc always says, everything's kind of gray. So, you know, if in the end, you know, you are somebody who is more traditional or and or vanilla, that's not wrong and it's not bad. But if you're somebody who's more kinky and you really dig different types of kink and all that kind of stuff, nothing wrong with that either. That's great. Live the best life. And you know what? A kinky person can still enjoy being with a vanilla person and vice versa. So, you know, I always just like to say, try not to stress. Just talk about it. Like, just try not to get too panicked. You know, if somebody says they're into kinky something or other, well, great. And if you're somebody who's more traditional, be like, hey, just want to negotiate what that would be. Like, I might be into light, you know, hair pulling and talking dirty. And that's kind of kinky for me. And, you know, is that going to work for you? Somebody who, you know, likes having sex in public. Like, you know, like yeah. hey, you know, you, you can navigate it. Na- but don't stress about it, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that really more than anything, it's the willingness to try, right? Yeah. Like, because that's also the great thing. Like, if you're someone that is, considers yourself a little bit more vanilla and you end up with a partner that describes themselves as more kinky, maybe they legitimately have some pretty specific interests, right, that feel pretty distant for you, you know, what a fun world to like try out and to see if it, you know, you can find some fun things and you might be pulled along on a journey where you discover some stuff that you love that you never knew you would. That's but right. here's the thing, even if you don't, and if you've got a supportive partner, like it can be okay more often than not really yeah. either direction. If people are talking and being kind and flexible with one another, like Agreed. more often than not, I think my final piece of feedback, which I know I say, all the time, but it's super pleasant this too. And you know, it'll probably come up every time we talk about online dating. Just don't pretend to be someone you're not. Yeah. I know it we is, keep talking about it. It is not sustainable. It's so not just don't, right? You, uh, like that that is something that will cause you great stress down the line. Right. You do not want to pretend to be somebody you're not, be into things you're not. And then it, it can cause great deals of strife. And you're not starting off on the right foot then in, if you really are somebody who's looking for a relationship. And I know we've talked about all this kind of stuff a bunch of times. But the doc is so right on this. I mean, it's like she's right on everything. But she's, you know, this Maybe is a very important thing. But... Well, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen the yellow color of the beanie today. But that's not, that's just personal preference. So it's not necessarily that you're oh. wrong picking a yellow beanie. I just, I mean, with your hair color. Rad. It's rad. I think it's I think it's rad, and I'm gonna <laughs> rock this beanie today, and I don't care what you say. So, I think you should live your best dream. Yeah, and I think at this point we probably need to be done because we've clearly devolved <laughs> into conversation that is uninteresting to anyone but us. Anyone but us. So listen, everyone out there, all of our listeners, um, just really try not to stress. Again, vanilla is not. Uh, a bad thing and kink is not a bad thing sit down and talk to each other and find ways and find a balance and maybe you'll learn a little something from each other you know and uh, in that vein i feel like we should sing like some like really uplifting song <laughs> together and hold hands <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't the world
world be a better place? Wouldn't the world be a better place if we, if we just all? <laughs> I'll write a song about it. Um. So, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Doc, as always, for all of your advice. You are a rock star, and I think that uh, this is a good place to end. So, everybody, please stay safe. Be kind to one another. Take care. And even though the world can often throw a lot of craziness at us like it has been recently, always trying to find a little bit of pleasure. It's like she hates when I point at her for that. (laughs) I just... It reminds me of, like, being at improv, like, when I would sit in the audience at an improv show and someone tried to force involvement <laughs> when I didn't want it. You're forcing my involvement. It's like, pleasure. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you next week. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Feldstein. And special thanks to our new associate producer, Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com.